college. Oh, oh sing it to me. Sing it to oh. me. Even though last week we were fridgeless, he is back and with uh, a vengeance. Pudgy and yes. the are back together again. Let the let the hatred flow through me. Yes. As they say in the Star Wars universe. Oh yes. Um just I watched that uh last uh, the season finale of the Mandalorian. Apparently there was a end credit scene that I missed, so I have to go back and watch uh, that. I did too, <laughs> and then I and then I saw it. <laughs> so uh, I gotta uh, go uh, back and watch it, but I will, I will. I will give you. I won't give it away. I'm just going to say what it shows. It's not setting up season three. It is all. No, oh, okay. you'll you'll understand when you see it. Okay, you can do more research on your own. But I was going to say it was pretty lit to see what happened in that last season. But yes. uh, we won't go any spoilers for it in case anybody hasn't watched it. But it's, if you haven't watched it, I think you should watch it. It's a pretty good film, even for series, even for being a. Uh, even if you're not into Star Wars, I think. Well, by the end of next, the end of next year, we're going to have, I think, three or four shows. I think is what they said. Obi Wan, so. I think, is one. Uh, Alderaan is another one. I think. Yeah. Um, the other one. The what? The what's her face that was in the Mandalorian? Oh yeah. I think her show's coming out next year too. So, and I think the season three is supposed to come out by Christmas. Mm. So in case, uh, in case you haven't, uh, you know, listened to us before, uh, this is, uh, Pudgy in the fridge. I am Zach, AKA Pudgy and with me, the honorable. And, and, and as you said, back after a, uh, uh well, let's say a week of me being a forgetful ass. Falling yeah. asleep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much forgetting to set the alarm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the the fridge is back. No more frigeless. Uh, wandering by the wonderful crowd out there. So, yeah, Spencer, it was, it was a uh, yeah, it was a quick eleven minute episode. Um, I mean, to be fair, if I went went over it anymore, I would have just been frustrated because it was not a pretty game. Uh, yeah, whatsoever. But uh, this week's game was a little better, and we can obviously yes. go over that with our Nebraska minute. Yes. Um, some yeah, big I watched, news. I watched a little bit of it, but obviously being in Florida, BTN is not uh, very highly <laughs> valued down there, to say obviously. the least. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so some news. Obviously, a uh, Nebraska, as you may have known by now, has opted out, as well as Minnesota, Penn State, and I think um, Rutgers has also opted out. Uh, they will to not play a bowl game this year. Um, Nebraska or Scott Frost uh, said that he would leave it up to the players. Obviously the players decided, you know, have not seeing your parents since March, uh, you know, getting to see your family for the holidays, which, you know, I can't blame them for. Yes. It'd be nice for my selfish reasons to see another game, but uh, if you're going to opt out of a bowl game after this crazy year, I'm not going to blame you. Um, Did you say uh, Michigan state? Oh, Michigan State, yeah, they them also, yeah, I yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, and then the conference said no, uh, and then apparently uh, Iowa actually just paused all activities for COVID. Um, oh, wow. So the uh, bowl game, which we'll be covering, we'll be going over all bowls in our picks um, as well, uh, could be in uh, jeopardy. Uh, but the Big Ten also has changed their COVID protocols to no longer twenty-one days, but to seventeen days. You know, such a big difference. Uh, yeah, it's important. Yeah. Those four days, man. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, it was it was a pretty crazy week. Um, Brett Bielema got hired by Illinois, so apparently yes. I'm going to hate Illinois even more because I hated Bielema oh. when he was at Wisconsin. He's a fucking douchebag that makes me want to slap him in the face. Uh, Isn't he the one that has a, that does a stupid lift lip thing too? Yeah, I think so. And he has a tattoo tattoo of Iowa on his back or something like that. Wait, what? Yeah, he he because he he went to Iowa. So he, he put- was an Iowa Hawkeye tattoo. Oh God! <laughs> I know. Like, and That's if you painful. think about it, uh, the only teams that are going to be past heavy now is going to be Nebraska and uh, um, Purdue because Illinois, even under Lovey, they didn't pass it that much. But uh, they, they, they passed it more than what Bielema was going to do, yeah. though. Bielema is going to try to do what he did as Wisconsin and shove it down your throat. Uh, so. so you're going to get dude a Wisconsin Illinois game now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, that's gonna be a barn murder, ten to ten to nine kind of games, and, <laughs> and to have yeah. you know three hundred yards exactly. rushing a piece with like a hundred yards passing total. Yes, um, and then we uh, something I can't remember if I put on the podcast, but Brandon Hymas did opt out of the Rutgers games, turned his attention to the draft. Um, mm-hmm. As of right now, there has been no word on any players opting out to come back next year um, or any staff changes. Uh, but not for us, anyway. Not for us. Is, but. Yeah, uh, Bo Pelini is rumored to be out after one year, uh, which would fire be, his. Yep. Terrible ass. Uh, it says uh, the buyout would be $5.2 million. Jesus Christ. Isn't he still getting paid by Nebraska for a few no, years? No, we too? paid him off, I thought. They made a lump sum oh, him. Did and they? Like, really? Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. So, yeah. Well, um, you can enjoy his millions and sit his ass on the sideline for a while. Yeah. Actually, uh, not was, on the sideline. Yeah. On his son is quarterback chair. Yeah. We got. Uh, <laughs> We got bowl games all released, including the college football playoff. Well, I'll probably go on to rant about later. Um, Army for, got a game. Yeah, Army did. Congratulations to Army. Um, but let's go ahead and go on with the rewind here. Uh, first first off, we had some Friday night games. Obviously, the Friday night game was Nebraska and Rutgers, but we'll save the best for last. Um, <laughs> um, so UAB and Marshall. Um, so obviously... Uh, we did do picks, but we did what? them separately. Yes. So it was, what, uh, what happened to some of these smaller schools and smaller games this week, man? I don't know. But remember when UAB was thinking about canceling their program yeah. about three or four years ago? Now they have won two Conference USA championships out of the past yeah. three years. That is just yeah. insane. That makes what weird. Yes. Oh. Why does it say the Ryan Conference USA Championship underneath their game? Sorry to saw that. I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe they're the sponsor. Maybe they have a sponsor it's, for it. Well, I'm, that's what I was wondering. But like the Pac-12 and the SEC guy named Ryan. So maybe that's literally what it is. The Ryan Conference USA. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ryan sorry. is a leading global tax service services and software provider. It's the official corporate tax services firm of Conference USA. Already, uh, yep, and it's gonna be uh, fucking sellouts. What <laughs> this was, uh, this was released September 23rd of 2020. Um, it's gonna be sponsoring it until 2021. <laughs> Jesus Christ, 
What a, what um, a time to sponsor it. I know. COVID. Let's go. Uh, 22, 20, or 22 to 13, uh, UAB wins. So Marshall, after having a very prom- promising season, being oh. undefeated at point, ranked, uh, end up losing their last two games. Um, the game against Charlotte, which was put, rescheduled because of a postponement, was canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh Rice, uh, they lost 20 to nothing and then lost to UAB 22 to 13. Very, very tough ending for them this year. You can only assume that they're going to want to get back at it next year and do a little bit of unfinished business. Um, but man, UAB, that program, uh, it's, you got to feel happy for them, especially when they were going to, where they were on the brinks of being shut down as a football program and then being able to win two Conference USA titles in the past three years. Oh yeah, especially this year, even like they weren't even the favorite, and they came out and they you know worked their way into into the title game and beat a team that was um, I'm trying to think if they like what seventeenth I think they uh-huh. got to this year yeah. in the rankings, and uh, I mean just a very good Marshall team, or at least uh, the way everything was fanning out to be. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, very good props to them. Um, they got, uh, I think, I don't think they had a lot of seniors on their team. I could be wrong. I'm not going to say I'm a big UAB follower, but I think they're going to have a lot of kids that would have, uh, um, still have some good experience to build on next mm-hmm. year. Uh, um, coming back and, and everything. The running back, Spencer Brown, he was 30 for 149, no touchdowns, but obviously a very good gay and, uh, leading the way and trying to keep, uh, the ball out of Marshall's hand. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And then our next game, which is easily the biggest uh, straight up upset uh, we had, was uh, Buffalo uh, losing to Ball State in the MAC uh, championship. Uh, dude, I don't know. The other game, the other game tonight that night might have been another ups- bigger upset. Thirteen, but thirteen and thirteen. But Buffalo is favored by thirteen and a half, though. USC was, was only favored by three. Oh. So Fair based enough. off of spread, I guess. Um, but Buffalo undefeated all year, being one of the, high, the literally the yeah. highest scoring offense in the country, held to twenty eight points, dude, and end up losing thirty eight to twenty eight because of a twenty eight point second quarter. Uh, that is just dominant first half. Yep, thirty five points. Yep, and just uh, their defense held strong at the at the end of the game. It was going to be a high-scoring game the way everything was going through in that first uh, quarter and a half. And then uh, Ball State's defense picked it up a little bit, and you know the game kind of mellowed out at that point. But uh, they really shut down. What's they shut down? But really held Buffalo's rushing in check. Uh, they went 29 for 134 and uh, three touchdowns on the ground. But they've been averaging, you know, what was it? Three to four hundred yards, I think, um, on the ground right now per game. So it was just, it was, uh, you know, pretty solid to see for uh, for Ball State, and just another uh, surprising game on Friday night. That was uh, it's kind of fun to watch. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, you knew uh, Buffalo was in trouble when uh, Jarrett Peter Patterson uh, ended up eighteen for forty seven. And that was after having three straight games of over 100 yards, uh, having that 301 yarder, 409 yarder, and 105 yards, um, yep. being stuck with under 100, even under 50. Um, but Drew Plitt for uh, Ball State, well, I don't know how this works out. To be honest, what, you take away the long, the 67 yard rush by uh, the Kevin Marks kid, uh, yeah. his back the backup. 
Like they did nothing, but yeah, they did nothing on the ground. Drew Plitt for Ball State uh, passing the ball was 20 for 32, 263 yards, 8.2 yards passing, 8.2 yards average, three touchdowns, one interception, QBR of negative one. I think yeah. there's something wrong with the website there. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah, they both had negative one on the <laughs> for the QBR, the Buffalo's quarterback. They had it might be the highest amount of passing yards and attempts in a game. Yeah. Um, Ventrice was 29 for 42. Um, they probably had to throw it that much because of how quickly they got down in this game. But 365 touchdown and a pick for himself. So, so looking at uh, Kyle Ventrice's stats this year. There we go. Um, yes, his most, uh, his uh, first most was a game against Miami of Ohio, 17 of 27. Then he was 11 for 21 against Kent State. So easily the most he's done this entire year. Yeah. yeah and it just it showed you how quickly they got down in the game because they went completely away away from what they're good at and what they know how to do and what's successful for them. So, and that was easily uh, easily his best bit day passing the ball, too, with a 69% <laughs> complete, completion percentage. Right. So that's so a team it, Nebraska will see uh, next year in Lincoln as well. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how it goes. We we know what uh, I mean. All we got to do is look at this, even the few games that they played this year, to know what they're going to do or try to do, and you know what we got to do to stop it. And so it's going to be a, a good game, to, a good uh, early season matchup. I don't. There's, it's probably like a week two, week three matchup. I would imagine. I don't remember what our schedule is, but. Um, and then uh, Indiana Purdue was canceled, uh, so that's why Nebraska was moved into the six thirty slot instead of three o'clock um, on Friday night. Uh, but again, like Swenson said, the other upset of the night was Oregon, uh, who was who wasn't even supposed to be there. No, uh, they didn't even win their division. No. Um, they locked they, up because Washington had COVID issues. Yep. They, if you, if you, I guess, if you want to call it that way, yeah. but. They beat undefeated USC, and there was all this talk saying, oh, what about undefeated USC? And guess what? <laughs> that all put it to rest pretty quickly. Um, yeah. 31 yeah. to 24, Oregon wins. Uh, Kendon Slovis, uh, Kendon Slovis, 28 for 52, 320 yards, two touchdowns. Like, Jesus, Louises. Um, well, I mean, that's, that's. That is kind of what USC's been doing this year. It's been on Slovis' shoulders. They've been having him chuck it all over the field. Um, a lot of those games they've had to, um, you know, come from behind and everything as well. So that's only added to it. Uh, it was just uh, Oregon came out. They came out to play, and you know they they basically wanted to to prove, hey, that you know. Yeah, we didn't win our division, but we're still going to put up a fight when we deserve to to be noticed. And you know, we we had a good team to start the season, so we we should have been here, kind of thing. So, but it just it just shows you what the Pac-12 was this year. It was just a clusterfuck, basically, and just things never made sense whatsoever. Uh, something that you usually don't see with USC, though, they averaged ninety-seven point three yards per rush this season. That's just, I mean, you think about with Reggie Bush, James White, back in the day, you know, them just running the ball, and it's just, woof. It's, uh, uh, they got to get their shit figured out. Well, when's, I mean, besides, besides them, when's the last time there was a really good running back at USC? Um, it's shit. been all about it's been all about the quarterback. Every, 
Like he had Matt Leinhart then, and then it went to what Mark Sanchez after that, and um, there was a uh, there's Matt Barkley. Um, trying to think of who else they've had, but there's been um, I don't know two or three other quarterbacks. Basically, that's what USC has been known for, and a couple wide receivers and everything as well. But uh, they haven't had that running back since Bush and White. Yeah, but it is the first time since 2015 they averaged less than 100 yards a game. One could say that's due to COVID, but obviously, you know, because uh, of the shortened schedule. But either way, uh, USC gets upset and Oregon goes, what, back to back, I think? Yeah, yeah the one last that? year, too. Yeah, yeah that's so, back to back. Uh, not, their, their passing was not the, the, the difference. It was their defense, is what really won Oregon this game. I mean, their passing, they went 11 for 19 for 108 yards. They'd have four touchdowns because they just had short fields, but in an interception there and everything. Rushing, they only went 41 for 135, no touchdowns there. So uh, their defense really played well, and they got some uh, short fields. Uh, for their uh, offense on those interceptions and just turnovers from the uh, uh, USC team. Yep. So, and then we had uh, uh, Alabama getting their first test uh, against Florida, uh, winning 52 to 46. Even though the score is close, it just seemed like I don't think Alabama was ever in danger of losing. Even though Florida came back, um, I just felt like. Uh, I watching it, I just felt like Alabama was never in danger of losing it. That's my opinion. Um, then again, I mean, that's what happens when you play a team who loses a game because they throw a player's shoe to 20 yards down the field. Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. I mean, I, I think Florida played them about as good as everyone thought Florida would play them. And this was as good as Florida was going to do in, in any kind of game. And if they play like they did in this one against any other opponent, they're going to win. I mean, they play like this against LSU. They win by two or three touchdowns probably. So it just shows you how good that Florida can be and, and why they were still ranked pretty high um, even after the LSU lost and uh, had a, you know, had a good chance to get into the playoff, but they would have would have been able to pull out the upset in this one. Um, but it, and the, on top of that, it shows you the firepower that Alabama has. It is uh, it's ridiculous how good the the top um, you know quarterback, running back, receiver are for Alabama, and why essentially all three of them are probably in the Heisman conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, although maybe only two of them get invited, but. Uh, to be part of the the final uh, Saturday when they do it and everything, but you know you get Mac Jones thirty three forty three four eighteen five touchdowns through the air. He did have a pick early in the game um, that kind of kept Florida in a little closer early on. And then uh, Najee Harris thirty one carries one hundred seventy eight yards and two mm-hmm. touchdowns. He's going to be good when he gets in the NFL. He is very shifty, and he knows how to you know to move with the ball and make guys miss. You know he can run through tackles. It was you know he was kind of a treat to watch him, and uh, you know the team that he goes to, he's going to make a difference. That first year as a rookie, um, he had five catchers for sixty-seven yards and three touchdowns. And then their top receiver, uh, Devonta Smith, 15 catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, also is a pretty solid return guy, and um, he's another one that's going to make an instant difference in the NFL. And he's, mm-hmm. we're just going to see, uh, you know, we usually see the defensive and the linemen for, for Alabama. We're going to see those two guys. they they got to be 
round, you know, first round guys that, uh, you know, go and make a difference somewhere for somebody. It might be a late, late round guys or something. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it was an, int- it was a good game. Um, the other game that, you know, and then you, you heard about uh, Kyle Pitts. He's going to sit out and yep. uh, got to focus on the draft and everything. Yep. So, exactly. So Florida. So, um, we had uh, next up was Clemson, Notre Dame. Clemson did what they would have done, assuming they had uh, Trevor Lawrence <laughs> that first time around. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, that, uh, that linebacker they had, too. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he was he missed the first game and he made a big difference, too, in this one. Yep. 34 to 10 against Notre Dame ending their undefeated season and showing Notre Dame that they are in fact, Notre Dame mm-hmm. will continue to choke away opportunities. And uh, we'll see where they ended up after losing this game by 24 points. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Trevor, a lot Lawrence, of question marks, a lot of question 20, marks. Trevor Lawrence, 25 for 36, 322 yards, two TDs, uh, Travis Etienne, 10 carries, 124 yards, one touchdowns. And I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now, but also Gus Malzahn was fired uh, from Auburn, uh, which, is, uh, which was interesting. Um, I mean, he did yeah. pretty solid there, but uh, uh, the, yeah, I, guess. I don't think it was as good as they would have hoped. I think they would have. Obviously, they would have loved to have been competing for uh, you know a good chance at the SEC title game and everything. Oh, and, yeah. But they uh, they they lost a couple of games they shouldn't have, and a couple of games were closer. Just wasn't the season they were looking for, and they just haven't seen anything better than that with him at the helm. So they're they're ready to try something new. So exactly. Um, so the next game is the game we've been all waiting for: uh, Northwestern and Ohio State. <laughs> game was close, um, but then Ohio State decided to woke up and wake up and ride Trey Sermon. <laughs> yeah, I was Holy like, Ohio State didn't wake up. Trey Sermon woke up for this one. Yeah. 29 carries, 331 yards, two touchdowns, getting that win in the Big Ten title game and winning it, what is it, fucking four times in a row now? Uh, five, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> four, five, six, whatever the hell it is at this point. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, he's he was the reason they did anything. Justin Fields did not have a great day. Took himself out of Heisman contention with this one. Um, Twelve for twenty-seven, one fourteen, and just two interceptions. No uh, no touchdowns, and just not a, not a good day for him. It is uh, four straight five overall since the new divisions in twenty fourteen. Um, it was it's Ohio State, Michigan State, then Penn State, and then four straight Ohio State. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, the one year that Michigan State went to the playoff. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Beat uh, <laughs> Iowa last drive. Yeah. Most rated Iowa team ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it was it was something. Northwestern did better than the first go around. Uh, definitely yeah. fared better than last year. So. Well, uh, I mean, they, they shut down Ohio State's best player in this game, but the, probably their second best player in offense came up big and and uh, carried the load for his team to get things done and just made a, one big play after another. So um, Northwestern's offense didn't play, you know, absolutely terrible. They obviously could have played a little bit better as they would have hoped, but uh, a couple of turnovers there by Peyton Ramsey didn't help matter uh, anything, but uh, you know, they, they were able to move the ball. They had a good for the good touchdown drive uh, in this first half, and a uh, big run by uh, Ramsey on that one alone. 
and we're able to punch it in. But uh, Ohio State, uh, as I told you, just give it time, and they came out in the second half and, and shut them down and closed it out. Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, and then uh, the next game we had on our docket uh, ended up Oklahoma and Iowa State. Oklahoma wins 27-21. <laughs> Oklahoma Where are you at, six, Kyle? Where are six you straight at, Big 12 titles. Brock Purdy, 27 for 43, 22 yards and one touchdown. Uh, man, it was a it was a valiant effort by Iowa State, but they just fell yeah. short. Um, and, the three, and the three picks. Don't forget the three picks. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma uh, had, had improved. Uh, Iowa State's defense clamped down, but ultimately it wasn't enough for Iowa State to make that comeback. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma maintains their stronghold on the Big 12. Rip. No. That's all I'm going to say about that. This <laughs> uh, uh, is not not the ending that Iowa State wanted to wanted to have for this. They uh, uh, if they if they win, um, maybe something changes and they sneak in with Notre Dame getting their butt kicked. Maybe they get that four spot. Um, it was the possibilities were there. They just uh, you know they had enough. Uh, Enough of a deficit, and then there's a couple questionable throws by Brock Purdy at the end. That uh, at the you know, yeah, you know, I just, I've kind of said it uh, throughout the season. There's just you got to lean on Brees Hole, and when you have to lean on Brock Purdy, you're going to run into that sometimes, just because he takes a few more chances than uh, maybe uh, sometimes uh, people do. But uh, it's kind of how it goes. Uh, and then next up was the AAC championship, uh, Cincinnati and Tulsa. Cincinnati ends up hitting a game-winning field goal um, by winning 27 and to 24. Uh, Tulsa, with before this, their only loss was to Oklahoma State in the first game of the season. Um, but uh, Cincinnati was able to prevail. It was a pretty good game. Uh, kicker was pretty much nail nails for them from that distance. So yeah, and this is he's had uh, some COVID uh, issues. He was one of the guys that had uh, issues with Cincinnati. So it felt it felt good for him to come back and uh, help secure that uh, the undefeated season at this point in the the conference ch- championship and everything. So and then uh, Mountain West Conference Championship, Boise State and San Jose State. San Jose State wins the Mountain West Conference title, um, thirty-four to twenty over Boise State. Um, I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm sure this is the first undefeated regular season title in a while. Um, yeah, they to, they said something. It was the first time they were the seven and zero even in yeah. um, a long while. So it just shows you if you know if it was a full season where they would be at. So. Um, let's see. So they do have sixteen conference titles. Um, their last conference title was back in 1991 when they were, uh, I think before they were even FBS, um, yeah, they, were, uh, they were in the FCS. So, uh, 20, 20 or, uh, yeah. Uh, cause 1991, they switched over to the Western or 1991. Uh, well, they went to Western athletic conference in 96. And then moved to Mountain West in 2013. So it is their first since 1991. Yeah. So congratulations. Well, they were, in the, they were in the old school WAC conference. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, is that uh, I was trying to think of who was favored in that one. Was I'm, it I'm was thinking. Boise State by uh, a couple points, six and a half. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was a little bit of an upset on that one. So uh, props to them and just another uh, upset in the, the smaller non-Power non 5 uh, title games that uh, just shows you how competitive those uh, conferences are. So, And then uh, for one of the other Big Ten games, Minnesota loses to Wisconsin 22-17. Wisconsin keeps Paul Bundy's axe after winning that in overtime. Jack Cohn, the former starting quarterback for Wisconsin, is entered the transfer portal portal as it is seemingly more and more likely that Graham Mertz will be getting the starting job next year. Uh, oh, they played that Chase Wolf kid too. Did, did yeah. Mertz get hurt? Uh, I think he did. One of the first possessions of the game, I believe. But uh, Wisconsin just hasn't been able to score score very much. Uh, they need to rework that offense a little bit. I feel like. Uh, they they probably just need to figure out the running game more than anything. That's always what leads them to high scoring and, and dominating games. It's never been the quarterback play. So if they can figure out their, their rushing attack, which they did a little bit with uh, um, Garrett Groshirk uh, in this one, but they didn't really have any backups, and they usually have two or three guys uh, that can get you 100, 100, night, 100 yards uh, on a night pretty easily. So. Uh, and then you got uh, Ibrahim from Minnesota, another uh, big day carrying the ball, 26 for 151. Uh, dude's just a beast. He was, you know, I th- I'm trying to think of what's his average at for the year. He's, man's carried the load for Minnesota this this year, and he's just uh, it's been crazy to watch how many how many times he can touch the ball. Um, yeah, he right now is it he finished with 200 and. Uh, Want two hundred and one carries for a thousand seventy six yards and fifteen touchdowns and the uh, how many games have they played? Six? Like six games now? Seven games. And he I mean that's the that's what he had two two years ago in twenty eighteen basically in a full season. So it just shows you how many how much they fed him the ball and just how much he was trying to carry the load. So I hope he's, you know, he can have a future in the NFL because he shows that he's a work, you know, a workhorse back and everything. But, uh, you know, it's when a guy carries the ball that many times in college, it, it's, you know, makes it harder for him to have a good career more than a year. So. Yeah, no, definitely. But uh, the other game uh, that was interesting for about 15 minutes uh, of game time was Illinois and Penn State twenty t- tied 21-21 after one. Then Illinois got shut out the rest of the game. 56-21, uh, Penn State wins. Uh, good for them to go on a four-game winning streak after losing to Nebraska to fall to 0-5. Right. That's, you know, let me again, just, it points to this crazy season. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're top 10 to start the season and just going just, you know, just one of the worst starts to uh, to any highly ranked team in a long time. And they're finishing on on a pretty high note, I think. I mean, pretty much if if they were playing a bowl game, they'd have a chance to have a 500 season. And after the first couple weeks, I don't know how many people would have seen that coming. So No, definitely. Um, And then that moves us on to the Nebraska Minute. Uh, We had Nebraska ended up beating Rutgers 28-21. Um, it was an interesting game, <laughs> uh, very eventful first quarter. Uh, uh, for, I mean, first half, it was a little uneventful and just um, a lot of things going against us. It was uh, it was crazy, um, you know, for the first time in what seems forever. 
uh, Nebraska overcome four turnovers and uh, yeah. was able to win a football game. Uh, Adrian Martinez fumbled twice, uh, fumbled once. Uh, he, fumbled, he fumbled three times. And he fumbled lost three two times. Yeah, lost two of them. Uh, 24 to 28, 255 yards, uh, one touchdown, two interceptions, added 23 carries, 157 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Mills finally came out uh, and had his breakout game, 25 Mm -hmm. yards for uh, 25 carries for 191 yards. Uh, And then Wandale Robinson got his first touchdown of the year. Yeah, you got the first two touchdowns on the year. Yeah, first first two (laughs) touchdowns of the year, which is just insane. Uh, But Nebraska played uh, played a lot better in that second half. Uh, defense played played amazing. Um, easily the most impressive side of the ball this year for Nebraska. Yeah. If I if I remember right too, I think all of the uh, turnovers were in the first half for Nebraska yep. too. Exactly. Um, and then uh, Nebraska had one interception in the fourth quarter for yep. uh, instructors. And then this is the first time since the 1996 Fiesta Bowl. Uh, when Nebraska dominated Florida, that Nebraska had two rushing rushers over 150 yards. But a little bit of a fun fact for you guys. So uh, yeah. you heard it here first. Nebraska is going to go 70 and three in the next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There uh, we go. That's, what, that's, how we, <laughs> yep, that's how we're going to start it next year. Uh, Just yeah. and down. Uh, Diedrich also had six catches for 45. I like to see that, uh, getting, uh, some touches out of the backfield, but that aren't, uh, you know, straight handed off. So he shows a little bit of a receiving threat. So if he comes back next year, that's going to be an added bonus if he can stay healthy too. So, um, just another weapon to have out there. And, um, you know, um, Wandell is, uh, we're getting in the ball, uh, different ways still, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Luke McCaffrey next year. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't uh, wasn't used in this game. He wasn't. Um, he's used. He wasn't even dressed in this one. Yeah, he wasn't dressed. He came out for warmups, but then wasn't dressed uh, to start the game. And wasn't at all. I wonder if something like tweaked an injury or something, maybe. But yeah. you know, it was it was interesting. It was interesting to see how the last couple of games went. Um, you know, just we weren't. We weren't using them at all, basically. So, um, you know, maybe it's just uh, something happened. He got a little injured, and they just wanted to try to save him. So he's good for next year. But hopefully, we can figure out a good plan and a good usage, and not have to worry about trying to do two quarterback system next year. So, yeah, of course. And uh, so it's gonna have to. We're gonna have to see something next year. We're gonna have to see an actual winning streak take place in order to see some some resemblance of progress after there were multiple times for that to happen, but Nebraska didn't waver. They didn't, you know, shut down. They wanted to play that game. They were able to come out with a win. Um, and it was pretty, it was nice to see uh, very exciting to end 20 uh, for the first time. Uh, I'm sure. I think since Scott Frost has been hired in Nebraska ended the season with a win. So that's great. Uh, as always, uh, let me just, uh, I'm going to double check some stuff and see if when the last time Nebraska ended the season on a win, uh, it was probably one of Mike Riley's well, years. Assume so he didn't do it his first year, Scott Frost. Let's see. 20. Yep. Nope. 2018 lost to Iowa. 28, 31. Last year we lost to Iowa. 2017 we lost to Iowa, 14 to 56. Uh, oh, 2016 geez. lost to 
Tennessee in the bowl game and Iowa 20, that was 24, 38. So 2015, I assume that was the UCLA game, right? Yep. Beat UCLA 37, 29. So first time since 2015, Nebraska finishes the season with a win. All right. All right. I mean, that's a, that's a step in the right direction, even yeah. though we had to say we we're going to set out the bowl game, but you know, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> so, so, um, um, and then just, uh, kind of peeking at next year's schedule over, obviously starting to look at that. It's not going to look uh, any easier than it was this year to hmm. say the least. Um, we got the buzzsaw with the, uh, the Big Ten again with all the the top teams with that we got uh, we got Michigan Ohio State Northwestern um, hopefully Michigan's back I guess for the Michigan folk if not then that may be a easier one but obviously we got Wisconsin and and uh, Iowa that'll be some tough one plus we still have Buffalo with that Patterson kid and we'll we'll travel to Oklahoma next year we'll start that home in a home series I'll actually so be it's gonna for that one so. You're going to that one, yeah. Nice. So that that'll be a, that'll be a fun game to go to for sure. Oh, so obviously, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the Nebraska uh, minute there. Um, so what we are going to go ahead and do, we'll go ahead and release the final uh, college football playoff rankings, and then we will go over some bowls. Uh, so the final college football uh, rankings. Um, let me just get into a rant here real quick is <laughs> at some point we're going to have to give an undefeated group of five team a chance because they're never going to shut up if you don't get them a chance. If you give Cincinnati a chance and they mm-hmm. get absolutely boat raced by Alabama, then you can basically shut them up for a while. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I mean, that, they got their chance. They couldn't do it. US, UCF couldn't do it in 2017, apparently. But um the final college football playoff rankings, the top four <coughs> virtually did not change besides the numbers. Um, Alabama was number one, Clemson two, Ohio State three, Notre Dame was four. Um, Texas A&M, who deservedly doesn't get the four spot, is fifth. And I, I hope they lose their bowl game. Um, <laughs> what? I so said, you still believe that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Texas A&M is worth, worth a shit. Like, what's the point of putting them as four? They got their ship pushed in by Alabama. What's going to happen? They already had their chance and they blew it. Well, so you want in, f- you got to beat Alabama. To be fair, it doesn't matter who's in that spot. You're going to get your shit rough by Alabama. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I think, I think it's three and then nobody. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I yeah. feel right now. Yeah, that's um, basically Clemson, Ohio state. Those two teams are probably going to give them the best run for their money. And I think I'm, I think Clemson's a better team to do that, but we'll get into that. But, uh, but yeah, there, that four spot wasn't, uh, any desirable spot. And, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's good to Notre Dame's there. They can get the, just you know, have probably the worst ending to this season than, than yeah, anybody exactly. expected. So, um, and then A&M five, Oklahoma six, which, Oh God. Um, there should not be a two loss team ahead of an undefeated team or a one loss team or, or, Seven. or, what about what about this one? <laughs> Number seven. Yeah. Florida. That <laughs> I they didn't, they didn't even drop. They didn't even drop yep. after they lost. There should not to be to be fair, there should not be a three loss team in the top ten. No. That includes Iowa State. Um <laughs> you like I am I'm just I'm fucking done. Like, you know what? Like it's just call 
the uh, football bowl subdivision is the only sport that cannot figure their shit out. No, on the things I've seen some great ideas. Do the bring back the BCS rankings, but have a playoff. Like that's, I think so that would be the best of both worlds. To be honest, the, pro- like, the problem is the BCS rankings. Besides, I think Indiana being number seven yeah. was pretty close to what the playoff ranking is. I know, but if you do a playoff, two. like I just, I think we just need a bigger playoff. But that's just me, um, because well, what you're showing and what you have shown in the past is. Schedule weak non-conference games. Mm -hmm. If you lose early, you can still have a chance to get in. Mm -hmm. And then schedule your cream puff in November, (laughs) like the SEC does. And Nebraska's doing next year, but that's because they're having a conference game to start the season. Um, Going to Dublin, maybe. maybe. It's uh, it's just asinine. And you have these... I just don't like it that you're faulting a team and all their players and the coaches for going undefeated, no matter what conference you're in is hard. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just, especially nine, nine games, coastal Carolina did, has a, it's 11, 11 games. Oh, and they even had a short week to prepare against BYU and dominant and beat BYU. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate because these teams are never going to get a chance. If there was going to be a chance, it was this year. Yeah, but exactly. It shows that nobody cares, and uh, to some point, you might as well just have the group of five have their own playoff at this point because yeah. I mean nothing's going to happen. With, exactly, with four teams, we know how people feel already about um, how how good the the top team and the you know the power five conferences are and everything like that. People are going to feel that way about the Alabamas, the Floridas, the the Clemsons, the Ohio States, the Oklahomas. And those teams are always going to be towards the top and in, in the top four and a very high chance. And you're never going to see that these smaller schools, you, you know, the only way to get it is maybe have the, the top eight, maybe do top 10, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe the top two rankings, you get a bye week to start it kind of thing. Um, but it's just, it, it it's not. It's not. No viewpoints going to change. No. No feelings about the the NCAA is going to change for football, unless they they show they're they're willing to to put that change into place, exactly. and and give these teams a chance and see what kind of craziness can transpire from it. I mean, we see it all the time with basketball. We've seen it in some of these BCS bowl games. Like I think Cincinnati has a good chance to win their bowl game. Yeah, that we'll get to, and it's just going to show that. It's gonna, that's just going to drive the conversation even more, not just you know how they basically didn't they didn't really even have a chance because they were at that point when you had all these teams losing and everything like that and not proving anything and they were dropping still even though they hadn't lost a game. So, so yeah, let's go ahead and finish out these rankings before I get more pissed off. So I'll step <laughs> off my soapbox so we can get on with the uh, bowl games as well next. Uh, so. Uh, that was seven Florida, eight Cincinnati, nine Georgia, ten Iowa State, Indiana eleven, Coastal Carolina twelve, UNC thirteen, Northwestern doesn't even drop at fourteen, Iowa fifteen, well, BYU. If, if Florida didn't drop, you weren't going to see Northwestern yeah. drop. I mean, they played a they played a pretty decent game, and that the interception and in, in the first half was a pretty spectacular play. So. USC 17, uh, Miami 18, Louisiana 19, Texas 20, 21, Oklahoma State, 22, San Jose State, 
23 NC State, 24 Tulsa, and 25 Oregon. Colorado <laughs> dropped from the rankings. Um, good for them. God. Four, uh, four and two, and they're ranked. Yep. Four and two. Uh, so Disgusting. what we'll do here, we're going to go ahead and go through each of the bowl games. Uh, at the end, we'll give our college football playoff predictions but then uh once the actual bowl games have been decided we will uh, like the final game we'll give our championship picks uh the week of that as well um mm-hmm. actually the when we're recording that championship game might even be happening because it'll happen on a monday i think yeah uh, that's it that's yep. what they so, so might uh, be a live cast live cast yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, there we go. so the first game um of the bowl season was actually today it was, um, yes. it was the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the first bowl game to ever be held into uh, South Carolina. It was a game, but it was a game between uh, <laughs> Appalachian State and uh, North Texas. Uh, Appalachian State dominated. It was uh, a final of where'd it go? 56, 56 to, to twenty-eight. twenty-eight. Yes. Uh, uh, Peoples for Appalachian State, three hundred nineteen yards on the ground. And five touchdowns. Just yep. well, they were seeing some crazy numbers on the for rushing this year for a lot of teams. And um, you know, it's even in these short seasons, these you know half seasons, if you will, the rushing numbers seem to be you know at or pretty close to what their total seasons were like last year and everything. Um, for some of these people, it's just amazing how uh, how good these players are and what uh, it'd be interesting to see what they would do if it was a full season. Yeah. Um, and then, so looking at the uh, first game is going to be the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Yes. Uh, Potato Bowl. Uh, that's tomorrow at 2.30. You've got 6-5 and five Tulane and 6-2 and two Nevada. Tulane is favored by 2.5. And my pick is Nevada. Yes, I will take Nevada as well. Next up, uh, that night is another intriguing game. Uh, at 6 Ooh. o'clock, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Wait, you see, so BYU got in a December 22nd bowl. Yep. UCF 6-3. I don't know. And then number 16, BYU 10-1. BYU favored by 6.5. Um, I'm going to take BYU on this one. I think they win by double digits too. Um, I don't, I don't know what the, I think USCS offense is still going to be good. Um, I'll take BYU, but I don't, I think it's, I don't, I don't think they cover that one actually. Oh, okay. That's, I think it's going to be like a field goal game or something. All right. So then, uh, we have full games on December 23rd. It's going to be the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowls, which I'm pretty sure is the longest sponsor uh, for a bowl game. It seems. Uh, yeah, one game. I, that's one so game I always look forward out. to every year. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a two between five and four Louisiana Tech and seven and five Georgia Southern. Uh, give me the Eagles of Georgia Southern. They are favored by four and a half. Uh, I'll take uh, Georgia Southern as well. We're on the we're on the same mindset right now. It seems I like, know, <laughs> and we follow it up with a seven and three Memphis team and Florida Atlantic in the Montgomery Bowl. And to be fair, I got Memphis. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, hard to see it go. Give me Memphis as well. It's hard to see it going the other way. 
And let's see. Next up is going to be the New Mexico Bowl, which is not going to be played in New Mexico. Uh, it's going <laughs> to be played, be played in, Mexico, in Texas. Yeah, Toyota uh, Stadium. Yep. Uh, Hawaii, Hawaii, four and four. Uh, and Houston, who is three and four. Houston favored by 13 and 0. Give me the Rainbow Warriors from Hawaii with the upset. Houston's, Houston is fate, really? Okay. Yes. Um, I was thinking Hawaii, but I'll take Houston if they're favored that much. So. Uh, next up, uh, we have the Camellia Bowl between. Uh, this is actually probably going to be a very good game. Yeah, the Christmas uh, Day Bowl, man. That's a good one. Marshall and Buffalo. Marshall seven and two. Buffalo five and one. Buffalo favored by three and a half. Um, man, uh, okay. uh, I'm taking. I'm taking Buffalo. I think they cover the way Marshall's played the last two weeks or last uh, couple games for him. Yeah, um, so. I'll go the other way. I'm going to pick Marshall. Okay. Um, then another very intriguing bowl game on Saturday, December 26th is going to be, oh, did I miss this up? No, I didn't miss this up. Okay. It's going to be the surf pro first response. Well, no, never mind. That's not an interesting game. I was looking at something else. Uh, it's going to be, well, later that, that is one of the, yeah. One of the so. yeah, but it's going to be later at night, uh, 11 o'clock, South Carolina, UAB, South Carolina, the Gamecocks two and eight. Uh, fighting the Conference USA oh Champions UAB 6-3 in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Give me <laughs> UAB or give me death. I'll, I'll take South Carolina. Oh my god. Power, power 5 team. <laughs> uh, then we got uh, 19th ranked Louisiana at 9-1 playing my Roadrunners from UTSA 7-4. In the surf pro first responder bowl, I'm gonna go with the upset. Give me UTSA. They're in their home state. They're in Dallas, so I'll, I'll take Louisiana. All right. Okay, and then we have the most interesting game of the day. Well, nope. We never mind. We got one more. Uh, Western Kentucky five and six tra- uh, playing Georgia State five and four in the Lending Tree Bowl. Georgia State favored by four. Give me. The Panthers of Georgia State. Uh, I'll, I'll do the same on that one as well. Okay. Give me some Georgia now, State action. Now is the more intriguing game of the day. Is going to be Liberty nine and one in Coastal Carolina at number 12, 11 and zero in the FBC Mortgage what? Cure Bowl. Weren't these two going to play during the regular season too? I think they were too. That was the lib- that was the game against BYU that got postponed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they really want to see this yeah. game happen. Apparently. So I'm going Coastal Carolina because I love me some Grayson McCall. <laughs> um, I'm really I, I mean I'm kind of the same page, but I think so this is one maybe I could get back. So I'll, I'll take I'll take Liberty in this one. Maybe they'll be able to pull it out in the upset. So. Then uh, the 29th, we got number 29, 21, Oklahoma yes. State. Good number eight, Miami. <laughs> cheese it Bull. The Oklahoma cheese State favored by two. I'm going Miami. Um, I'll go Oklahoma State. I'll go Oklahoma State. Uh, a side note with uh, Miami, I don't know if you remember, did you, huh? I don't know if you saw it talking about it. The starting quarterback before Kyle Trask in high school. Who was it? Was it D.R. King? It was D.R. King, yes. 
That's interesting. Yeah. So imagine that. That's your high school team quarterbacks, Derek King, backed up by Kyle Trask. That's crazy. <laughs> um, the next up is the uh, Valero Alamo Bowl, uh, Texas and Colorado. I don't know who I hate more. There for uh, <laughs> one that's sponsored for a while too. This is yeah. one I always hear about. Uh, Texas is favored by an 11 and a half. I'm not going to say Texas, so I guess I'll go with the scum from Colorado. <laughs> hey, Colorado's going to be the home team on this one. So, <laughs> In San Antonio, uh, I'll take Texas. My boy, Samuel Linger. Uh, next <laughs> up is Wake Forest and Wisconsin and the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Wisconsin favored by six and a half. I think Wisconsin, even though they've been struggling of late to score, will do just enough to score enough to win. Yeah, uh, I think they'll they'll pull this one out too. With uh, I think their defense is going to be good, and they they have a pretty good lead back now. I think so. I think it's going to help them out and secure it. So, uh, and then our next game would be number fifteen Iowa and Missouri. Iowa six and two, Missouri five and five, and the Transperfect Music City Bowl. Iowa is favored by fifteen. As much as I want to say, uh, Iowa, I hate Iowa, so go Missouri. Uh, uh, got it. S-E-C. I still hate SEC, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I hate Missouri almost as much. That's the problem. <laughs> um, I'll take Iowa on this one. I'll, I'll I'll try to get something back. As much as I hate to say it. <laughs> Next up, number seven, Florida, and number six, Oklahoma, Ooh. in the Good right. Hot Bowl Classic. Florida favored by three. Give me Oklahoma because Dan Mullen is an entitled little bitch. <laughs> um, Oklahoma's defense is, is definitely playing better, and that's uh, it's really helped them um, secure the Big 12 title this year. So, um, I mean, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun to watch uh, Kyle Trash against their defense, too. So, um, definitely one of the more intriguing bowl matchups that's not part of the playoff. Yes. Um, I'll t- I, had, I don't want to say either one of these teams. I really don't. Uh, but I'll I'll go I'll go the opposite. I'll go Florida in this one. Right. Just because I do like Kyle Trash more than anything. So we'll next see what up is a great game. Six and two and twenty four three. Tulsa facing off of three and seven Mississippi <laughs> State Bulldogs. And the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. <laughs> Tulsa's oh favored God. by two and a half. I'm taking Tulsa. <clears throat> yeah, give me Tulsa as well. <laughs> it's that air you, don't, you don't see the Mike Leach offense doing something? Uh, next up is another intriguing matchup. <laughs> six and one in San Jose State, seven and oh in the Arizona Bowl. Uh, San Jose State favored by seven and a half. I'm going to take San Jose. I will take them as well. Okay. Next up in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl is West Virginia five and four against Army nine and two. I don't have a line, but I'm going Army. Yeah, I. Something tells me that they'd favor Army by like three points or something like that, and I'll I'll, I'll take Army as well. Uh, in the Macari Texas Bowl, it's three and seven Arkansas facing off against six and four TCU. TCU favored by five and a half. Uh, give me the Horned Frogs of TCU. 
Um, I'll take uh, I'll take Arkansas. They've uh, had a su- little bit of a surprising season okay. compared to what you thought might uh, might be the what's going what happens this year with them. So I'll go with the upset. Okay. Uh, next up is a good game: the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, number nine Georgia, number eight Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> I've got Georgia favored by seven, but I'm going to take Cincy. See if they make a statement. Yep, they got they got to see if they can pull it out. It really sucks. Uh, it's against Georgia. It's this is a big home game. Um, I'm, I'll I'll take Georgia's because of that. It's as much as bad. That's that's terrible for Cincinnati. It's yeah. That uh, almost feels like they're really trying to just stick it to them. I like know. you don't deserve to be up there, and this is what you get for having all that smack talk. So. In the uh, VRB in the Verbo Citrus Bowl, we have Auburn six and four against number fourteen Northwestern six and two. Northwestern favored by three and a half. Give me Northwestern. <laughs> you know what your boy Bo Nix? Fuck no. up hey, Northwestern. Did you know, did you know Bo Nix uh, was at the game when Cam Newton <laughs> ended up winning against Alabama because of the kick six? Was was that in the bowl game? Was that the bowl uh, game? That was the last regular season game. Oh, okay. Okay. It wasn't in the SEC title game. Got it. No, it was, no, no, not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, give me Northwestern. I think their defense is going to shut down. And, um, well, you know what? They got rid of their, uh, they got rid of their coach. So maybe they'll pull the upset. I'll go, okay. I'll go Auburn. Screw it. Give me Auburn. Bo okay. Nix going for 400 yards and six touchdowns. Let's go. And the Rose Bowl, which will not be played in Pasadena, California, except will be played in Arlington, Texas, will host number four, Notre Dame, 10 and one, and Alabama, 11 and 0. I got Alabama. Um, yeah, Alabama. What do you have the spread on it at all? 19 and a half. <laughs> that just shows you how bad this first mm. playoff game is going to be. Like, why is a playoff game for college football at a almost a three touchdown spread? That should not be the case. Should not be know. the case. When it's a semifinal, should not be the case. But yeah, give me Alabama. I think they cover. Oh yeah. All right. So where do you go? All right. Uh, so next up is number three, Ohio State, number two, Clemson. Uh, Clemson favored by seven and a half. Give me the Buckeyes. Oh, really? Yep. What's your, what's your, what is your thought process on that? Uh, Ohio State's going to come out and disrespect Clemson because Clemson's been disrespecting Ohio State, while Davos swing particularly. <laughs> and I just think uh, Ryan Day's ready to kick somebody's ass. So yeah, It wouldn't no, surprise it, me if there's a fist fight out on the field and Ryan Day punches Davos swing in the face. I mean, that would be... That would just make it all worth watching regardless of the mm-hmm. outcome at that point. But um, I, I think Clemson's too good. I think they. I think they'll win this one. Um, I don't. I, I honestly see Justin Fields having another day like he did in the Big Ten championship game. So, really going to knock himself down before the end of the season. And next up is number twenty-three, NC State, eight and three against Kentucky, four and six. Kentucky favored by yeah. Two. What I'm the picking fu- NC State. Why is Kentucky favored? Pat Slayer go to Gator Bowl because SEC. Screw that biased crap. Give me NC State, and I think they cover. Because you know, give me get have they should have the favorite spread. This is bullshit. 
Outback Bowl, Ole Miss four and five against number eleven Indiana six and one. Indiana six and, and a half point favorite. Give me Indiana. <laughs> you don't feel the old Miss vibe. <laughs> yeah, give me Indiana as well. Uh, next up, number twenty-five Oregon and number ten Iowa State in the PlayStation oh, Bowl. Give me Iowa State. God damn it! <laughs> you want to talk, like this is the this is the game that Cincinnati should be in. Yeah, this is the one. Instead Cincinnati of Oregon, should be you know. In. God. <laughs> So bad. I can't. I can't. You know, I can't do it. So give me Oregon. Rude. But I'm. Uh, I will. La- I will laugh if Iowa State pisses us down their leg because this should be an easy win for them. But I can't pick them. So okay. Next up, number five, Texas A&M, eight and one against number thirteen, North Carolina, eight and three. A&M favored by seven. Give me North Carolina. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take A&M. Uh, I'm so, thinking this this could be a high scoring bowl game though. So. All right, so we have Alabama winning the first game, and then I have Ohio State. You have Clemson. Who's your national title winner? Oh man, um, jeez, I'm gonna take Alabama. By a niche, and it's just because of Devontae Smith, because they both have pretty good quarterbacks. I think Trevor Lawrence is a little better than Mac Jones. Uh, they both have really good running backs. It's hard to really have an advantage there, but there's not really that receiver for Clemson. Like they have good players, obviously, uh, on the outside, but Alabama has that guy that's in the Heisman contention, and I think he's going to make a couple plays in that game that's going to give them an, an edge and uh, and pull it out. So I think Alabama's going to be the national title this year. All right. Well, I'll tell you one thing: Alabama's not going to win the national title. Oh, uh, it is going to be Ohio State, and why? Because Alabama's defense is not like it like it's used to be. Ohio State has enough weapons, especially um, on offense, to give that defense fits. Um, I think Ohio State's defense <laughs> going to do just enough to stop Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith. Um, and I like Ohio State to win their second college football playoff title. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, there you have it. Justin Fields has to play his best his best games, though. He yep. can't be playing like he has the last couple the last couple games. Exactly, and I think Trey so. Sermon's also just warming up, which is going to give some team fits. Yes, yeah, I mean that, he just needs to keep doing what he's been doing. But mm-hmm. Justin Fields is going to be the difference maker. If that's that's just really going to help uh, help set them apart and give them that chance. If he exactly. if he has anything like he did against Northwestern, they're, they're not going to have a chance. Even because I don't think Sermon's going to go for three hundred yards uh-huh. in, a, in the playoff game. But but, but uh, if Fields can play like he knows how to, then it's then there's a good chance. So. Well, you guys heard it here first. Ohio State's going to win your national title. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, re- and real quick, real quick, uh, congrats to the New York Jets for winning a game. They finally <laughs> won a game. Yeah. And I've taken yourself out of the suck for Lawrence sweepstakes yep. and given it to the Jaguars. So exactly. congratulations. You've done it again. Proven why you are the New York Jets. And on a side note, the Steelers, you are falling apart. You are losing seventeen to nothing to the Bengals right now. 
without Joe Burrow at quarterback. Ouch. Uh, but uh, that should make you feel good for your Ravens, by the way. Yeah. So uh, we will. Yeah, it does. Uh, so we will. Got we will guys. We will see you next week at the same damn time in the same damn place at the same in the same damn state. Go Huskers! Fuck the Aggies! Here we go, Alabama for title. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace. peace.